0: Quakes, Quaggas, Fridge Test and Choices. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast of The Ordinary Maverick. This is Ajay, your host, an ordinary maverick, sharing real-life thoughts and experiences and maverick tips. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please do so and you will not miss another episode. Fellow mavericks, we are at the end of the fourth month of the year. Yes, time does fly. In fact, this year in particular is just swishing by. If you have been following the podcast through April, you might have picked up that all of these were focused on our words, starting with the letter Q. I have done series like this before, where we are focused on a letter C, for example, in January, or a word like Pursuit in February, and now there's Q in April. There's so much fun and learning when one focuses and deep dives in, right? Well, Q is an interesting letter of the alphabet and this being the last podcast for the month of April, I thought we should speak a bit about this letter. Very interesting words start from the letter Q and the podcasts have reflected this like, you know, question, quintessential, quantum and today we speak about quakes. But the letter Q has other keywords too like quality, quantity, Quiet, cure, and all of these words carry so much weight and depth. I recall playing the game name, place, animal, bird, thing as a child in parties and get togethers. And the letter Q was tough but well rehearsed to get points. Like the name being, you know, Queenie, place being Cubic, animal being Quagga. If you haven't heard of the Quagga, I will speak about it in a minute. Bird being Quail and thing being Quilt. You know, The top scorers in the games were also those who competed fast, so being prepared helped score a lot of points. Q was considered a tough letter of the alphabet and many stumbled on getting the answers quickly. Well, to speak about the quagga, it's a sad story as the quaggas went extinct in 1883. They were a subspecies of the plains zebra that was endemic to South Africa until it was hunted to extinction in the late 19th century by the European settlers or should I say colonists. As the records show, the quagga was distinguished from other zebras by its limited pattern of primarily brown and white stripes, mainly on the front part of the body. The rear body was brown and without stripes and appeared, you know, more like a horse. Every quagga had a different pattern of stripes. Quaggas were said to be wild and lively and generally more docile than the related Burchell's zebra, which is still around today. At one time, the quaggas were found in great numbers in South Africa. But as the European settlement of South Africa began, the quagga were extensively hunted because of competing with domestic animals for forage. Unfortunately, this resulted in their extinction. Although some were taken to zoos in Europe, but breeding programs were unsuccessful. There is only one photograph of a live quagga and in 1984, the quagga was the first extinct animal whose DNA was analyzed. Today, the Quagga project is trying to recreate the phenotype of hair coat pattern by selectively breeding the genetically closest subspecies, that is Burchell's zebra. Now, what's interesting to note from the Quagga story is the learnings that emerge after the event. I mean, no one realized that the damage the extensive hunting was doing to the quagga population and certainly no one envisaged that the species would go extinct. It's the same with experiencing a quake, an earthquake. We read about earthquakes and learn about them, but experiencing them is something else. Let me tell you, I pray and say from my heart that no one should experience an earthquake. We went through this frightening event many years back when our girls were quite small. I think they were five and six years old. To date, I recall each and every moment of the day. We were asleep and woke up with the beds shaking, the fans shaking, basically everything was shaking hard. It took a minute or so for us to understand what was happening. And then we realized it's an earthquake. We were in a high-rise building and our immediate thought was to get to safety. Lifting our two little girls in our arms, we literally just ran out of the house. Down the stairs, we ran out of the building along with the other residents. The ground was still trembling and we all stood by the pillars praying and hoping for the best. As the ground settled once again, we gave thanks that all was well and we were safe. It was then that we took stock of our bearings and realized we had just run down in nothing but the clothes which we had on and on our backs our most precious possessions, our daughters. This experience showed us as nothing else ever could, that when it comes to the crunch, all that matters are the ones you love. Everything else pales in comparison. And this is what I would like to speak about a little bit more. Choices. Choices when we are faced with a life-threatening situation and the choices that we make each day. Life is all about choices, isn't it? Choices determine the way and the course of our lives and what stays or what goes from our lives and who we choose to be with and why but that's for another episode. For now, let's talk about things, inanimate stuff and items that we choose to keep in our lives. We have done quite a bit of moving and relocating through the course of our lives and I must say that each time is a learning. We have grown better at it. Perhaps, Many of you listening in have also experiences with moving, and some may relate to this as well. Many times in our past moves, we have had boxes that have remained unopened for years. In fact, up until our next move, it's but obvious that we have never needed the stuff that was in those boxes. So, why did we even pack and take the trouble to ship these boxes? Guess it's kind of, you know, FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. And, well, it's also like, you know, F-O-L-O, fear of leaving out, right? Uh, Anyway, well, we just don't want to give up the things as who knows, we might need it, right? So, let's not leave it. F-O-L-O. Here's some food for thought. Questions that may help to make the choice. Just something that we have come up with through our experiences of moving over 22 times in the last 27 years. So here goes three questions to make the choice of keeping the item or not. One, am I happy with it? It's the most critical question. Do not keep anything that doesn't give you happiness. This is the opportunity to leave behind anything that doesn't feel good. Second question, what need does it fulfill? Again, an important one to be answered truthfully. Is it just an ulterior need or an emotional need? And how strong is that need? And that brings me to the final and the third question. What is the worst that can happen if I don't have it? Can it be replaced? These three questions and the follow-up ones by and large will definitely help in making your decision. As I record this podcast, we are in the process of making another move out in our lives. And currently, we are sorting out stuff. It's a tedious job for sure, but has to be done. And these are the questions that we ask ourselves. It finally boils down to just two things, utility and memories. Now, memories are one thing that scores all the checks for the three questions that I've shared before. So no arguing there. Life is all about memories and I've spoken about the memory bank too. But apart from this bank, there are items that we possess that are associated with beautiful memories. We see that item and immediately remember the time when it came into our possession or when we created it And this is what life is all about. A tapestry of memories woven together with love. Let me say that again. Life is a tapestry of memories woven together with love. But on the other point, on utilities and keeping something because it's useful and will be useful, well, need is transient and continuously changing. Let me share something fun here. The fridge test. (laughs) okay uh it's an interesting one if you're home and do have the time do check the fridge in your home and note the things in it believe you me a fridge reflects the changing needs the best if there is a house with young children old people adults only single person or all of these a fridge reflects the lifestyle and the needs i clearly recall Our own fridge and how it's changed over the years. The realization hit us when some of our friends dropped it unexpectedly a couple of years back and they had little children. We checked our fridge inside out and found nothing. No chocolates, no kiddie stuff that children like. We panicked, had to run and get the stuff. Ours was a no-child household and our fridge reflected that. Fridges reflect these changing needs and we don't keep things in the fridge forever, right? So let's do the same in our lives too and with all the things we have. Let us keep only those things that are either helping us or are of some use or then have some memories that warm our heart. Do keep writing your comments and sharing your feedback at theordinarymaverick@gmail.com, at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram hashtag theordinarymaverick and love hearing from you. This is Ajay signing off and wishing you have an amazing day, a super amazing year. Keep well, stay safe. Credits. This podcast series was put together as a team effort from the Bhardwaj family. Concept, design, title, Researchers and reviewers, Ajay, Sanjana, Avantika and Neharika Bhardwaj. Script, Sanjana. Cover design, Niharika. All rights reserved.